from Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Hello, I'm Graham VK4BB. This is the National News for week commencing August 26, 2018. On August 21, an earthquake of 6.9 on the coast of Venezuela was reported. YV5YA, National Director of the National Emergency Network of the Radio Club Venezuela, reported that the YV5 RNE network was active on the 7088 kHz frequency. It is requested to keep the frequencies 7088, 7110 and 7122 kHz free as amateur radio rescue comms are happening in three countries right now. As well as Venezuela, we have the ongoing earthquakes of Indonesia and flooding in India. The German magazine Radiozine reports the issue of electromagnetic interference from consumer devices, that is, switched mode power supply units and LED lighting, and it's being raised in the German federal parliament. While in South Africa, their National Amateur Radio Society, the SARL, reports the communications regulator ICASA has been quick to act in a case of interference in South Africa to the amateur bands from an inverter. Writing on Hackaday, Jenny, Golf 7 CKF, takes a look at a book that, for many, started our adventures in the world of electronics. She writes, We featured a book review recently, Making a Transistor Radio by Golf 3 Romeo Juliet Victor, which was part of the long-running series of Ladybird books that educated, entertained and enthralled mid-20th century British kids and its subject was the construction of a three-transistor regenerative AM receiver. You know, if you talk to a British electronic engineer of a certain age, there's a good chance that this was the volume that first introduced them to the art and they may still have that prized radio somewhere. Presented in collaboration with the Australian Army, Land Forces 2018 is an international industry exposition to showcase equipment, technology and services for the armies of Australia and the Indo-Asia Pacific, and it's taking place in Adelaide, South Australia, September 4, 5 and 6. Further down the log, VK3FFF in a special interest group news story will have, thanks to VK3DN, a recording some 25 years old, when Tony VK5ZAI made Australia's first school to space QSO. The value of Tony's contribution to amateur radio and the WIA was recognised by the presentation of the prestigious Chris Jones Award back in 2009. You are listening to the WIA broadcast, available as a podcast where all good podcasts can be found. And remember to share and leave a rating to help other people find it. This is WIA Director, VK5, Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. Howdy, it's Aiden, VK4 APM, for this week's board comment. It is now three months since I began serving you, the members of the WIA, as a member of the board, and I'd like to thank all of you who have written and provided me with support, encouragement and information along the journey. This week sees a number of commitments made during the AGM in May begin to take shape, but first, let's look at some news from our regulator. In June, the ACMA issued a consultation paper regarding alternative qualification frameworks for amateur radio in advance of issuing a tender in late August. Over the past week, the regulator has released the results of this consultation process to which 45 responses were received. For those who've been following this activity, 
the ACMA has announced they will be tendering for Approach 1, which is similar to that which is currently in place. The WIA will respond to the tender when it is released at the end of August, and further information will be made available on the WIA website as it becomes available. In other news, there has been forward movement on another issue that has been the topic of much discussion in recent times. As promised in the 2020 vision for the WIA, we intend to have our own assigners to ensure that repeater licences are processed quickly and efficiently, without increasing the load on the ACMA. I would like to call all those who believe they have the necessary skill set and experience required to be an ACMA-accredited person, or perhaps you're already an ACMA-accredited person, and I'd like you to email me at support at wia.org.au. Details on the requirements for an accredited person can be found on the ACMA website. Over the coming weeks, we will be putting further call-outs for volunteers in a number of areas as we begin to deliver on the WIA's vision beyond 2020. Until next time, this is Aiden, VK4 APM. Across Australia and around the world we go from VK1 WIA. You're tuned to the WIA National News Service. On Echolink, it can be heard every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. local time via the HAM conference server and now also on IRLP node 9556. The broadcast is set up to be repeater and link friendly, so no more timeouts. All are welcome to connect up. Callbacks are taken, so please check in. Thanks, this is John, VK3HJQ. On the Q News workbench, at the recent Youngsters on the Air event in South Africa, participants got to construct and build a new 10-watt, 40-metre SSB CW transceiver kit. The design by Hans Summers is an SDR-based transceiver. This follows on from the success of the 5-watt QCX CW kit, which was introduced at Yota 2017 and has sold over 5,000 units to date. Hans also announced his intention to release a 10-band version of the radio with a guide price of 150 Australian dollars. His intention is to have a kit which has the performance of a high-end commercial transceiver at one-fifth the price. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. International news with thanks to IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, ARRL Amateur Radio Newsline, RAC, NZART and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. News from India, JU Victor Uniform 2, Juliet Alpha Uniform reports that radio amateurs in the Indian state of Kerala are actively responding to this disaster. Flooding caused by monsoon rains and overflowing dams has currently killed over 300 people and left 300,000 evacuated to relief camps. They're using VHF and HF for both local and wide area communication between the senior district administrators and many of their local offices. Stations are working 24 hours a day on 7110 kHz and VHF as well as a local 2 metre repeater. The stations are involved in passing messages assisting in the administration in running the evacuation, such as organising food, water, medicines, etc. Stations outside of India are asked to help by avoiding QRM to their operations. 
From Kenya, their shack has again been burgled and seriously vandalised. The electricity meter and fuse board had been pulled off the wall, leaving a hole which gave the vandals access. The inside was trashed, notice boards pulled down, everything broken, which was capable of it, including the wash basin. Everything easily movable was stolen, including of real value the Scandinavian Vase Award and the O'Rourke Key for CW Activity, a military Morse key dating from World War II or earlier. Their old records in the filing cabinet was scattered around and how the cabinet was removed is impossible to tell as it was too big to go through the hole in the wall. Presumably it was smashed up for scrap metal. The bulk of the equipment stolen was old enough for a museum and no longer usable. Old HTs and the like which had no batteries, which is why they were left. Because the power was cut off by the removal of the board, the alarm did not function. A report to the police was made by Hemnant, 5 Zulu 4 Hotel Papa, but it said that, as in the past, unsympathetic and not very helpful. They're still trying to sell the land, but the times there are not good, and there is little interest. Finland. Finns aren't what they used to be. Finland's National Society, the SRAL, reports the Finnish Communications Regulatory Authority plans to make changes to the national frequency table. It appears Finland's radio amateurs will get new secondary allocations at 1855 to 1861 kHz and 1906 to 1912 kHz. There will be removal of frequencies in the subband 5250 to 5450 kHz and inclusion of the WRC15 band 5351.5 to 5366.5 kHz. And it seems alleviation from the threats to 1240 to 1300 MHz and 3400 to 3408 MHz. Two rescues 90 years apart. Now a story of two rescues 90 years apart, both made possible by radio. Jim Meachin, Zulu Lima 2 Bravo Hotel Foxtrot, in a report to Amateur Radio Newsline, told how it has been 90 years since the Zeppelin Italia crashed on the way home from an expedition to the North Pole, killing several members of the crew of explorers and leaving survivors stranded on an ice pack 120 kilometres northeast of Svalbard. 90 years later, a North Pole expedition, sponsored by the Airship Italia Search Expedition and planned in tribute to that disaster, met with a harrowing fate as well. On August 2nd, the expedition yacht Mia Lux, with special event callsign II0PN Maritime Mobile, encountered a serious storm off the south coast of Svalbard, Norway, and waves measuring 5 to 6 metres high or as high as 20 feet, left the craft rudderless as it caught fire and began to take on water. Neither cell phone nor satellite phone service worked, but the 20-metre marine net heard the calls for help from Simone Orlandini, IU5KUH, and the Norwegian Coast Guard was dispatched. All on board were airlifted to safety by helicopter. The expedition and the yacht, however, were abandoned. Fortunately, there is also a rescue story associated with the historic Zeppelin incident, and it too came about because of radio. A Russian radio amateur ultimately heard signals from the stranded crew being transmitted by Giuseppe Baraji using the emergency transmitter and receiver he had salvaged from the airship. Using a makeshift quarter-wave antenna and a counterpoise, he was able to get out a distress call. 
Although the support ship never received the signals, Russia's Nikolai Schmidt did. A dozen days later, an international rescue effort was launched. It became the first air and sea polar rescue. Those rescued included the airship's commander, Umberto Nobil, but the Swedish meteorologist Finn Malgren died before being rescued. As for the modern-day rescue from the yacht, crew member Alberto IT9MRM posted on dxworld.net that it was sadly, quote, ungovernable and at the mercy of the waves, end quote. I'm Jim Meachin, ZL2BHF. Pacific Rim. Most listeners would recall the names of JVC and Kenwood combined. The company named JVC Kenwood recently has led the way in furthering developments in cancer research, including new cancer diagnosis and cancer treatment methods using exosomes as an indicator. JVC Kenwood Corporation have reached an agreement to jointly establish a new company, Creative Nanosystems Corporation, with Sysmex to develop and manufacture bio-devices. You may well ask, what has this got to do with ham radio? Well, it's just been announced. JVC Kenwood has entered into an agreement for a share acquisition and a capital and business alliance with Tate International Limited, a wholly owned subsidiary of New Zealand-based Tate Limited with the aim of expanding the digital radio solutions business. In a statement, JVC Kenwood said it is stepping up its activities in the public safety market in North America, which is expected to continue expanding by strengthening cooperation with its communication system subsidiaries in the U.S., aiming to provide total solutions for professional radio systems, conforming to Project 25, P25, a digital radio format for North America. For WIA National News in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Ham Radio Operational News. It's a contact sport. I'm Felix, VK4FUQ. August 25-26, VKLARA Wild Contest. October 6, Worldwide Oceania Dex Contest. October 11-12, Worldwide Cell Call Ale. Not a contest, but an exercise. Britain's Inland Waterways to get their own event. Amateurs who love radio and radio by the water have an event all to their own in Britain. It's an all-purpose event that would combine bicycles on the air, boats on the air and even running shoes on the air if they existed. It's the British Inland Waterways on the Air event being held this weekend between the 25th and 27th of August, which is the August bank holiday weekend in the mother country. Amateurs who are making use of reservoirs, rivers, lakes, canals and towpaths will be activating them either as individuals or as a club event some even using special event station call signs. The event is as a way of encouraging hymns to use their radios to celebrate the UK's waterways and, of course, amateur radio. Organisers are hoping that everyone will, of course, be inspired by their closeness to the water and simply go with the flow. No word if you can gain points if you work them on a piece of wet string. For you one, you end closer to being on the air. James, K2QI, President of the United Nations Amateur Radio Club, for you one, you end posted the following on Facebook. It's been a while since the last update, but I have some news to share. We're one step closer to being back on the air. As some may know, Dimitri, RA9USU, along with Adrian, KO8SCA, have been working with me behind the scenes to get the station operational again. Through the generous donations of Dima and his associates, we were able to get a rack-mounted K3, ACOM 2000 linear amplifier, and associated network-enabled controlled hardware. 
Adrian and I finally erected a brand new stepper IR, big IR vertical, antenna on the Secretariat's roof. All that remains is to connect and lay the ground radials, fine-tune the rack-mounted devices, and set up and configure the remote K3. Once done and almost after a decade off the air, we can finally call CQ20DE4U1UN. 73 James K2QI It looked through the DX window From the RSGB a nice idea for DX newcomers the G5RP Trophy The G5RP Trophy is an annual award to encourage newcomers to HFDXing Any established HFDX may make a nomination The nominee should be an up and coming HFDXer who has made rapid progress in the last year this prestigious RSGB award will be presented at the RSGB convention on the 12th to the 14th of October. A large multinational team of wireless operators will be active as TM64YL from Noi Montier Island, EU064, from the 25th to the 31st of August. They will operate SSB, CW, RIDI and FT8. QSL via F4GDI. Shark F6HMJ will be active as SV8-F6HMJ from EOS Island, EU067, from the 27th of August to the 6th of September. He will operate CW and some SSB on the 40 to 10 metre bands. QSL Vora's home call F6HMJ. TEV TA1HZ is in Kosovo until about August 27th. Active, we understand, as Z68HZ on SSB and FT8. Logs will be uploaded to Logbook of the World. Jose, using the call sign C0Y-NP4G, will be on Easter Island between the 26th and 29th of August. 40 to 10 metres using CW and FT8. Send QSLs via LOTW or NP4G. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ Inningham. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. I'm Bruce, VK3FFF from sunny Bendigo. Worldwide special interest group news, starting with Defence. An Australian research project aims to develop dynamic tactical communications for the difficult land battle space environment. Recall the scene from countless movies where the army signaller in the heat of battle calls for urgent air support. He had control, was acutely aware of the battle context and what information needed to be transmitted and got immediate feedback about the state of the voice radio network by the presence or lack of voice acknowledgement. But since the advent of digitization of the tactical network, the data deluge has become too much for humans alone to manage. There are just too many decisions to be made. Should the network be reporting enemy locations, sharing friendly force locations, or requesting assistance with casualties, calling for fire support, or downloading the latest software update? The answer is to distill the data and send the highest priority information first. Less important data can then get through eventually. This obviously is still a work in progress. Worldwide Special Interest Groups Digital. Listening within radio reach of VK2's Central Coast? 
For those with access to the trunked digital radio system, the mixed mode UHF repeater VK2RAG on 439.950 MHz has been connected to the MMDVM P25 network. As usual, a 91.5 CTCSS tone is required. Dave, VK2KFU Publicity Officer, Central Coast Amateur Radio Club, told WIA News because it is also available for analogue use, then it would be best to use the 91.5 tone on reception as well. Otherwise, the noise heard when used in digital mode will drive you crazy. Information on the various talk groups, etc., can be found on the club's webpage and its Facebook page. Look for Central Coast ARC, and there is a Twitter account at CCAR Club. FT8 Call, it's FT8 but with chat. FT8 Call is a derivative of the WSJT-X application, restructured and redesigned for keyboard-to-keyboard message passing. It is not supported by or endorsed by the WSJT-X development group. FT8, as we know, has dominated the airwaves for over a year now. Imagine the ability to have keyboard-to-keyboard rag tune with the exact same performance of FT8. Why wouldn't you? This is brand new, still under development, and will surely take off big time. FT8 Call is alive. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. On the 27th of August this year, it will be 25 years since Tony, VK5ZAI, did his first radio link up between the students of Loxton High School and the Mir Space Station. So cosmonaut Alex Sebrov could answer the student questions with more VK3DN, Robert Broomhead. Over the years, Tony have been in personally involved with over 104 telebridge link-ups for students into 16 different countries around the world. This includes 53 Australian schools who have taken up this opportunity. Since year 2000, when Aris did their first contact from the ISS, they've completed 1,245 school link-ups worldwide. After working with Tony for around 15 years as the Australian RS coordinator for the ISS, Shane, VK4K8Z, has taken over, and now their roles have reversed. With a waiting time of around 12 months from receiving a school application, Tony says that the RS program is as popular as ever. K5ZAI0MYR, uh, K5ZAI, do you copy, Alec? Over. 20th. Here we are, alright. Fine, Alec. Uh, very good afternoon to you. And I have the Loxton uh, uh, science class here with some questions. Uh, I'll put them on each in turn. Uh, the first one is uh, Brenton, and he would like to ask you a question. Um, I'm doing. Well, I'm doing physics and chemistry at school, and um, my dad is also into electronics. He's an, um, an amateur radio uh, guy, whatever. <laughs> and yeah, and I'd like to when I um, I hope to go to university next year and um, do engineering, computer systems engi- engineering, and yeah, that's it. Over. Excuse me, what's your name? Please, over. My name's Brenton. 
Brendan, I uh, I um, support you. To my mind, it's absolutely necessary to participate in technique, chemical, physics, and after because uh, the technique and the high technology is uh, around uh, around us. And uh, if you have to be uh, modern uh, modern uh, people, it's absolutely necessary to have ability uh, to be to have insurance in this world. So, first of all, it's necessary to start with technique and continue with other uh, parts of knowledge. I agree with you. Oh, thank you. Uh, you're on the horizon, just on the horizon now, Alec, uh, and I'll leave you, I think. Thank you very, very much uh, from the Lofton School, and uh, I will be in contact on another orbit. Over. Yes, they were the voices of astronaut Alex Sabrov, Tony VK5ZAI, and kids of all 25 years ago on their first school contact. Ever since 1958, when the first satellite went into space, many contacts have been made, and more are to come, going by this story by Spaceflight, who are set to set a record for the number of satellites launched. Spaceflight announced details behind its SSOA mission, the largest single rideshare mission from a US-based launch vehicle to date. Fox 1, Cliff, will be among the satellites aboard this launch. Spaceflight has contracted with more than 70 spacecraft from approximately 35 different organisations to launch from a SpaceX Falcon 9 later this year. The mission, named SSOA, SmallSat Express, represents the company's purchase of an entire Falcon 9 to accommodate the growing number of domestic, international, government and commercial customers seeking affordable rideshare options to launch their spacecraft into orbit. On May 20th, 2018, a pair of microsatellites, DSLWP-A and dslwp B were successfully launched into a lunar transfer orbit aboard a Chinese launch vehicle. On May 25th, DSLWP-B was successfully placed in lunar orbit. Since then, it has continued transmitting GMSK and JT4G telemetry data, including SSDV digital images and a short message relay service. More than 40 amateur radio operators around the world have successfully received the satellite. AMSAT has designated DSLWPA as LO93 and DSLWPB as LO94. The South Indian Ocean has many active satellite operators in the region, mainly from Mauritius, 3B8, Reunion, FR, South Africa, ZS, as well as from Madagascar, 5R8. In spite of many countries being reachable, particularly on FO29, they report not hearing much traffic. Maybe operators reachable around the Indian Ocean, West Africa, Middle East, Asia and Oceania may not be looking that way, as they're not expecting any traffic and also due to time difference. Stations in the southern Indian Ocean area would like to queue us with others in that part of the globe. Look for us on the birds, is their cry. Special interest groups stamp collecting amateurs. Fabio Flossi, PU2KLM, says to make sure in your collection of stamps you have the PNA issue of April 14th, 2017. This is when the Palestinian National Authority 
PNA Gaza office issued a series of three stamps to commemorate the World Amateur Radio Day of that year, 18th of April. Special interest groups, summits on the air. Andrew White Memorial SOTA Activity Day, 15th of September. Andrew ZL3CC went silent key unexpectedly earlier this year to remember him and his contributions to SOTA, AREC and amateur radio in general the Saturday following his birthday is to be the Andrew White Memorial SOTA Activity Day the aim is to encourage portable operation from a summit and to encourage new and experienced hams to give SOTA a go on the day, September 15, 40 and 20 metres are good places to gather contacts. On 40, particularly, the ZLs usually operate 7.090, but for larger events like this, they will spread out a bit each way. On 20, the usual frequency is 14.31. This has been Bruce, VK3 F. On the social scene for September... September 8 in VK4, the Sunshine Coast Ham Fest at the Wumbai School of Arts. That happens at 9am. September 9 in VK3, it's the Sadak Ham Fest and Comms Day. September 21 to 23, again in VK4, Central Highlands Amateur Radio Club's AGM at Lake Maraboon. And in VK4, the Cardwell Gathering, September 28, right through until October 1. Now till next we meet, I'm Graham, VK4BB. Walk softly. From Australia, this has been VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.